Welcome to another anointed message from Faith Legacy Believers Church Gold Coast. We believe that your faith will grow. You will be inspired and empowered to become the overcomer you were born to be. Enjoy. Praise God. I put your hands together for the musicians and singers. Awesome. Thank you, Louise. Where are you? Uh, I love that song. I sing praises to your name. This is just me. But I, I just think some of the modern songs are just sanctified noise. That's me. But I love that brings the presence of God. Is that what it's all about? Anyway, thank you for your enthusiasm. Hey, can you put that slide up for me, please? Praise God. Let me get you to stand up one more time when it's short. Praise God. Raise your hands up just for a few moments. You know, Psalm 46.10 says, Be still, I know I'm God. In a world that doesn't know how to be still, doesn't know anything about peace, is fast going nuts and crazy. But when we come into the presence of God, we need to be still. The knowing comes after you're still. Be still. Just be still. You know, let all that anxiety, all those cares, the concerns, the things trying to run through your mind right now and distract you, just be still. My prayer is that when you leave here today, you'll be more aware of his presence. Just be still. Just for a few moments, be still. Presence of God. We worship you. Jesus, a name above all names. I love that name. No other name but the name of Jesus. Just be still. And know that I'm God. Amen. You can be seated. We could stay in that, that atmosphere. There's just something about stillness, the presence of God, that deep, intimate relationship. Hey, Mark was on to it there. And Amy was touching on that. Hey, Pastor Megan, just stand up for a moment. When it's your turn to minister, do it your way. Come on, Pastor, stand up. These are our pastors. Is that right? Put your hands together for them. They need to be honoured. They need to be respected. It'll be tough, you know, it's tough enough when you're called and anointed. Is that right? And Anyway, thank you, Pastor. This is my home church. Love that. Amen. <laughs> thank you. I'll give you your money later. But, but be still. Uh, you know, that power, uh, just of late, it's going, the Spirit of God's been taking me back again. You know, just back to, to your roots, the things that worked for you before. You know, that the presence of God, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Is that right? Everything that you'll ever need flows out of that relationship with him. Not the mechanics of your faith, praise God. Is that right? Uh, uh, you know, but it flows out of that intimate relationship. It, it's just all about him. It's not because of what you do. It's actually in spite of what you do. Can I have an amen? In John, if you've got your passage, your Bibles, hey, I, I'm old school, I bring my Bible. I don't bring the iPad and the phone and everything else because it, messes me up anyway 
John chapter 5, verse 19, Then Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself. Now let that just sink in for a moment. This is Jesus. But he said he can do nothing. Nothing. Uh, is that right? No, nothing. You know, it's about that relationship. He goes on to say, But whatever he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to them whom he will. It's all about relationship. The greater one lives within us. We need to constantly remind ourselves the greater, is that right or not? The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Just think about that. Don't wait until it's a major thing in your life, you know, life-threatening. Start to practice the presence of God in your life now. The small things that don't really matter too much, but just practicing that presence. John chapter 17, in the New Living Translation, we got it up there, do we? Oh, no, we don't have it up there. Anyway, we do have it up there. And this is the way to have eternal life. How many of you want to, how many of you want to go to heaven? You know, when we witness now, it's not so much about, do you, you know, but do you want to go to heaven? The other day after I was speaking at Rhema, afterwards we go out for, for lunch, Jan and I and a couple of others, and Karen Workington's there. And so the, 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 um, the waitress comes up and they start, Jan and Karen start chatting to her. Next thing they say, hey, is that right? You want to go to heaven? And the, the young girl says, well, actually, my parents are Pentecostals. But I've never, ever accepted Jesus as my Lord. So they lead her to the Lord in the coffee shop. And when we're walking out, she's running along behind saying, I'll see you in church next Sunday. I'll see you in church next Sunday. Isn't that better than ramming a track down their throat? Your mongrel going to heaven? I'm into hell. Is that right? Anyway, thank you for your enthusiasm. It says here, and this is the way to eternal life, to know. Is that right? Everybody say no. Not, not know about, but to know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the only one you sent to the earth. So knowing there, you know, it's about relation, eternal life. Think about this. If you know him, you already have eternal life. Not when you go to heaven, but right now. You know, I, I love it. I believe in Jesus, but he believes in me. He believes in you. Is that right or not? Isn't that awesome? He believes in us. <laughs> I love it. You know, I, I just... I want to encourage you, you need to experience God for yourself. Not about, you know, but, you know, just experience that you're filled with the fullness of Christ. If you're filled, how many can be more filled? It may not always show in my life, hello, but I believe that. I I believe it. He lives in you. Is that right? Your eternal life has already begun. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Oh, yeah, whoopee, what's on the TV for lunch, after lunch? You've got to keep convincing yourself over and over. See, when the, when the devil came to Eve, what did he say? He said, did God really say that? They had everything they would ever need. They had eternal life. Everything was provided. So the only way he could do it was bring a little bit of doubt. Did he really say that? Jesus, the Son of God, he knew that. And how does the devil come? If you really are the Son of God, if you really are, and so he tries to get us to doubt what we already have. In him we have 
life eternal. In him, we already have healing, provision, protection. It's already ours. Can I have an amen or what? I, I love that. If you know Jesus, your eternal life has already begun. Put up Ephesians chapter 3, if you would, for me, verses 16 to 19. You got that? I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with his inner strength through his spirit. Next verse. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. Oh, I love that. The same Jesus that raised, uh, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Is that awesome? It goes on to say, as you trust in him, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Next verse. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is for you. The New Testament is more about God's love for you than your love for God. The revelation is how much he loves you. Perfect love casts out fear. That's not your love because it's not perfect. It's the love of God for you. To get that revelation, uh, to, we, to fully, uh, he said that we might fully understand the new covenant is more about God's love for you than your love for God. We love him because he first loved us. Warts and all. Is that right? So start depending on him in the small things. So, uh, may you experience it. The verse goes on here. The next verse, I think, can you bring it up if it is there? I, I meant to put it down. Did we only go to 19? Maybe we'll get it in a minute. But just start depending on the Lord in the small things. That's what God's taken me back. You know, my, my prayer is that you, when you leave here, you'll be more aware of his presence. You know, not, not just when we have our worship service, but aware of his presence. You carry the presence of God with you. You should be able to change an atmosphere when you walk into a room. Just the other day, I go for coffee. Uh, my friend's Italian. He looks like mafia. Black hair, sunglasses, Italy, splashed. You don't have the word of knowledge. I wonder what, what he is. <laughs> Irish? <laughs> I mean, he's, a, he's Italian. Anyway, and his name and everything like that. So we front up. We've gone to George's Paragon. And afterwards, he says, let's go and have a, um, what's that, Italian... Gelati, yeah. I said, no, I don't want to make that make you fat. He says, come on, it's God, let's go. I said, okay, so we walk in. We're the only ones there. And this young lady, bright-eyed and bushy. Oh, and, and Michael, my Italian friend, buys my books to give away. So we go in there, he goes, you're going to be blessed today, young lady. And she goes, oh, why? I think I'm going to get a big tip. He says, uh, here's a book for you, and gives him one of my books. And she looks and says, are you Christians? We never said anything. I haven't even spoken. And she looked at me and said, are you Cole Stringer? I said, yeah. He said, my papa loves you. My papa loves your books. And she goes on and on. She said, oh. she said my mum and dad, just would you pray for me, please? In the, in the, hello? And so we're praying for her. She's crying and everything. She said, can I give you a hug? She said, look, I'm at university. Can you pray for me? I need all the help. We're praying for you. Hello? You carry the presence of God. I didn't have to go and say, hey, do you want a track to go into hell? <laughs> now, I, I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying, hey, the, the presence of God. You know, remember Peter? Remember Peter, you know, and he's walking to the temple and he, he sees the man. He says, hey, I don't have any money. Silver and gold, I don't have any. But I do have something and what I have, I'll give it to you. Well, what was it that he had? 
the presence of God. He didn't say, I'll pray for you. I'm not, hello, he said, is that right? What I have. And he says, rise up and walk. The presence of God. Think about Peter. They're bringing out the sick and the lame and they're laying it so when he walks past, his mere shadow would fall on them. I mean, hello, you know, and God's just taking me back to some of these things. Man, think about Paul. I mean, I'm, I, I love the way Paul writes anyway. You know, here's a man that wrote almost half the New Testament. And he says there, go to Philippians, bring Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 up for me. Here's a man that wrote almost half the New Testament. He's a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He's a Hebrew of the Hebrews. He studied under Galileo, who was one of the most learned men of the days. And he says... And that I might, what, actually be found and known as in him. Not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own, based on my own obedience, my own works, hello, to the law's demands. And he goes, and suppose right standing with God. He says, actually, that I might know him. Do you know what it says? He says, I count it all as rubbish. One translation says, I count it as dung. What, that I might, what? know him not know about him now here's a man that was going to be the high priest he said I count it all as done what that I might know him not know about him man I love that know him look at Romans 8 verse 32 we'll look at a few scriptures here since he did not spare even his own son but gave him up for us all won't he also give us what I love that I think it was Amy said seek first the kingdom and some of these other things might be added a few of these other things half of these things all all of it is that right so I'm not pleading my case with God hello listen to me I'm complete in him how much more complete than you can be than complete he's just taking me back seek first that relationship every need is met in him can I have an amen? Think about Mary and Martha. I love Jen doesn't like that story. Mary and Martha, but Martha's distracted. Is that right? She's out there doing the work in a current vernacular. Is that right? She comes and says, hey, Lord, hey, I'm out there sweating my guts out over that barbecue. And look at Mary. She's a lazy slob sitting there doing nothing. You tell her to come and give me a hand. And Jen said, that's the right thing. To <laughs> she used to, because that, she's, that's a long time ago. But Jesus said, no, you got it wrong. Is that right? You're distracted with many things. But Mary has chosen the one thing. What would the one thing? Relationship. She'd say, hey, Jesus, if you want to feed that mob, do another loaves and fishes trick. I'm not leaving this spot. Is that right? I'm going to get one opportunity for this relationship. And I ain't out there making hamburgers. Now think about this, Martha's distracted. What she's distracted was, was, was good works. But are we distracted with ministry? Are we distracted with building the church? Are we distracted with, I don't know, I'm only asking. But Mary says, relationship. Remember what Jesus said to Martha? If you had what? Only believed, you would have seen the glory of God. If you believe What? Believe what? Hello? Miracles? Healings? I, I don't know, but no. If you'd believed in me, the name above every name, 
I love that song, you know, I give praise because we're worshipping him. Not about him, but hey, I'm not into worship. Louise told me I can come up afterwards and do I said, I'm going to come up and play the banjo, sing and tap dance. That'll empty the church real quick. But you know what? You know, I do know when the presence of God is in a song. Can I have an amen? And some songs are about, the, but there's some songs to him. And that's what it's all about. Worshipping him. Is that right? Where's your focus? What's your focus on? Miracles? Ministry? I don't know. But I want my focus to be on him. I don't want him to say, hey, you know, you're distracted. Is that right? Martha, Martha, you're distracted. You know, a a few years ago, my ex-associate pastor, he had an operation on his eyes and he couldn't see properly for months and months. In fact, he thought he was probably going blind. So we go over to Joseph Prince's church in Singapore. This is just in the worship. No ministry, just worship service. Raises hands, gets lost, and his eyes open on the spot. He's crying. He said, just the presence of God. There's healing in the presence of God. Can I have an amen? We had a young man. His, his dad was a bank robber. I met him in prison, and we took his pregnant girlfriend in and Matthew the baby was born so we've known him since he's been this big and so one time you know he's growing up knowing the things of God who he is in God and so this lady comes in from next door and says oh look I've got eczema whatever it was all over my legs look and there's nothing the doctors can do and so Matthew's five and he says well don't you know God (laughs) five years old lays his hands I'm not making it up lays his hands and instantly the legs are like a newborn baby's. The presence, just practice the presence of God. Not about him, but just actually practicing the presence. Some looking at me really strange right about now. Well, pastor will correct all the, the, the doctrine next week. We're carrying that presence. Peter, they're bringing out bodies to lay them down so the mere shadow. And we're binding, loosing, jumping, squealing. Okay, not going there, right? Not knowing about him, knowing him. Not the mechanics of faith and formulas. Do you want rules, religion, or a relationship? I I just want a relationship. I don't know everything. I don't profess to know everything. Man, you know, do you know a lot of people don't even listen to what you say? They watch what you do. Not this church, another church. But most churches don't really listen. They watch what you do. If you don't believe me, make a circle. Come on, do this with you. Don't be rebellious. Make a circle. Come on with your finger. And on three, are you ready? Ready? Now stick it on your chin. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Uh, And Megan, that's your chin. I love it. Tony's over here. Look at this. I did it. Yeah, man. That's your chin. I never even mentioned your cheek. I love it. They sit there. Look at me. I'm sharp. That's your chin. Unless you're really deformed, that's your chin, that's your cheek. You never listened to what I said. You just, you did, you watch what I did. And that's what it is in life. To know him, not know about him, just to know him. The grace of God. Now, I'm, 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 sold, I'm sorry, and I, you know, if it, but I'm sold on the grace of God. You can't convince me any other way. I'm just sold on the grace of God. The goodness of God. And he lives within me. It's the goodness of God that brings man to repentance. 
Now, repentance is not changing the way you live. That's the fruits of repentance. Repentance is changing the way you think. And every Sunday while you sit in here, you get a chance to change the way you think. Then the fruits of repentance is in the way you live. Philippians chapter 3, go back one more time. And look in verse 9 and verse 9 and 10, if you would, New Living Translation. And he says, yes, furthermore, I count everything as what? Oh, it's gone. <laughs> Yet furthermore, I count everything as what? Loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth, the supreme advantage of knowing Christ. Paul the great apostle Paul wrote almost half the New Testament. Pharisee of Pharisees. Going to be the high priest. Is that right? Hebrew of the Hebrews. He says, I count it all as dung. Nothing. That what? I might know him. I love that. How, how could you possibly at the place? I mean, they're lighting Christians up, throwing them to the lions when he's writing these things. Nero's burning cities. Hello? You think you got it bad? Albo's not Nero. That's not too deep. Oh, no, have a look at the conditions that they lived up. You couldn't even say you were Christians that they'd light you up. The only way they knew you were a Christian was by your lifestyle. The presence that you carried. The presence that you carried. My, my daughter, for two and a half years, her, her best friend died, just a young lady, and left her some money. So for two and a half years, someone else in the family has been putting, suing them because of the will. So for two and a half years, I mean, I'm, if, you want to, if you want to empty your bank account, just bring some lawyers in. I'm, if there's any lawyers, forgive me, all right? It's a bottomless pit. I'm not talking a few dollars, 10 grand, 14 grand, all over and over. You can't touch the money because that's frozen. It's a bottomless pit going out. And I go, hello, God, do you remember me? Talking about grace. Hello, is that right? I'm not seeing <laughs> Is that right to be honest? I ain't seen too much of this. He says, have a look at Romans 5.17. For those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. I said, yeah, that's right. He said, well, you're not receiving. I thought, that's a, that's a low blow. He said, if you were receiving, you'd be grateful. Is that right? You'd be rejoicing. You'd be grateful. He said, have a listen. You bellyache. You complain. You grizzle. Hello, is this too deep? I said, I can change my attitude real quick. And so I started just being grateful. I hadn't seen any change. Within two weeks, the other person dropped the case. All come, the money's coming through. Now, if you want to bellyache and carry on, you go for it. Those who receive, not everybody receives the grace of God. Paul says that I don't frustrate the grace of God. How can you? Think you can do it yourself. I'm a self-made man. Yeah, well, how's that working for you? I need all the help I can get, people. Dear God, I need all the help. You know, Satan, is that right? He says to Eve, did God really say that? He, he said it. Jesus said, uh, Adam, uh, Satan says, if you really be the, he knew he was the son of God. But if you really are the son of God. If you have Jesus, you already have eternal life. It's already yours. Not when you die. Not you're saved, lost, saved, lost. This is hello. If you have the Lord, you have eternal life. Oh, we went to the pub. Well, Jesus went with you. Maybe you won't go anymore. 
Do I, hello, I'm, if that offends you, wouldn't you just have to be offended? Hello, is that right or not? Man, I, I don't imagine. We are complete in him. Complete. And the Lord's just keeping, taking me back. You know, and, and just a minute, we're going to pray for some people, but we were at Rama last Sunday. The Lord just, now what used to work for me, hello, with people particularly with back problems, and just sit them down, and you, you, with scoliosis of the spine, you can see the difference in people's legs. And so you just don't even have to pray. Lay your hands and let the power of God, the life of God flow, and the leg shoots out. And so we did it last Sunday, and this young guy, Aboriginal boy, jumped in the microphone and says, oh, I felt it, my legs are gone. Oh, I'm, both legs are the same. I thought, well, I could use a couple of inches on both legs. It'd be taller. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hello. And so I believe, and where's Fatih? He hasn't bolted on me, has he? Where are you, Fatih? Come on up here. Now, God's dealing with me about the next generation. They're subjected to horrendous, is that right? The universities, come on up here for a minute. Is that right? Both of my, my granddaughters are going to be paramedics and the horrendous things that they're subjected to at university. And what they need is to know the power of God, the presence of God that lives within them. Is that right or not? How are they ever going to know if we don't show them what to do? So I'm saying, Lord, okay, I'm going to get fatigued to pray for some people, but there better be somebody there with a back problem. So yesterday I, I bent over and I tore the muscle in my back. So he said, well, you'll be right. You've got somebody there. <laughs> oh, oh, dear God, I don't get sick. And now I've torn a muscle and I've got a trigger finger. I've been shooting too much. Isn't it amazing? I want you to stand up with me for a minute. Louise, come up. But I believe there are some people here that you've got back problems. Somebody with scoliosis, there's a... A curvature in your spine. If that's you, come on, step out of your seat. Come on down the front. Come on. I know there's somebody else here right now. Can we, can we have a chair? Could we possibly have a chair, please? Come on down. Can we sing, sing praises to your name? Hey, raise your hands up. Worship the Lord. Thank you for listening to another anointed message. If this message has impacted your life, please let us know. Go to our website at www.flbchurch.org and send us a praise report. Also, don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, as well as subscribe to our podcast or YouTube channels. God bless. Remember, you were born to overcome.